Thanks for listening to this week's Hope at Crossroads. We are glad you're taking the time to listen. As you tune in today, if you need encouragement or prayer, please reach out to us by texting 864-288-1626. Or you can connect with us through our website, hopeatcrossroads.org. Spread the word to your friends and let them know they can subscribe at Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Videos of our messages are also online at hope at crossroads.org. And now, here's this week's message. Good morning. Good to see your smiling faces out there today as we continue our study in the book of Genesis. For those of you that are visiting, we do want to welcome you today uh, to Crossroads, and we pray that you have already experienced um, just a welcoming atmosphere, a friendly face, and a friendly smile. But um, if you will, let's go ahead and pray. God, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for what you did on the cross, not only for us, but for all mankind. Father, we thank you that we we move into Easter week, Lord, we reflect on many of the things that took place between that Friday and that Sunday. Lord, we just ask that you move in our hearts. Lord, you speak to us today, right where we're at. Lord, as you speak to us, Lord, I pray that we respond in obedience Whatever that looks like. God, thank you for all that you do. In your name we pray. Amen. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Genesis chapter 45. That's where we're going to be at today. And uh, as we, like I said, as we continue through the book of Genesis, we've been working through this and we will culminate uh, here uh, next week with Easter Sunday. But... We've been studying the life of Joseph, and uh, we've, you know, Joseph's life is is pretty amazing to me uh, when you look at all that he went through in his life and the perspective that he continued to keep, even in the midst of hardships. <coughs> and there, there's hardly a person in this world that doesn't have a scar on their heart from hurt that they have due to someone hurting them. And Joseph was no different. Over the last several weeks, we've been studying his life, and Joseph, we come to understand, had many scars on his heart from being hurt by his brothers, by Potiphar's wife, by one of Pharaoh's own workers who forgot about him when he interpreted his dream and he was restored And if we're sitting here, honestly, as we discuss this topic of forgiveness today, so many of us in this room feel like Joseph. So many of us in this room can empathize with what Joseph was going through because we've gone through many of the same things in our lives. We've been hurt by people close to us. Whether intentionally or unintentionally, 
We've been hurt by those that we call family. But just like Joseph, as we're going to see today, we have a decision that we have to make concerning those who have hurt us. And it's important to understand that God's only solution for a hurting heart is forgiveness. And we're going to see the blessing that comes from forgiveness today. So in Genesis chapter 45, we're going to read through. It says, Now Joseph could not control himself before all those who stood by him. He cried, Make everyone go out from me. So no one stayed with him when Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud so that the Egyptians heard it and the household of Pharaoh heard it. And Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were in dismay at his presence. So Joseph said to his brothers, come near to me, please. And they came near and he said, I am your brother Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land for these two years, and yet there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. And God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it is not you that sent me here, but God. He has made me father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler of all the land of Egypt. The first thing about forgiveness that we have to understand that we see here in verses 5 through 8 is forgiveness is a choice that all of us must make. No matter our situation, no matter what we've gone through or what has been done to us, forgiveness is a choice that we all must make. If we are going to live the life that God has planned for us, if we're going to live the life that God wants us to live to make the impact in our families, in our community, in our workplaces for the kingdom of God, forgiveness is a choice we all must make. Now, I'm not saying that forgiveness is an easy choice. Do you think it was easy for Joseph after two decades of situations that he had gone through that began with his brothers beating him up, throwing him in a well into a, a hole, and then selling him as a slave was easy as he found himself in the position that he was in. And there his brothers are. It wasn't easy. And all the scripture says that Joseph could not control himself. It says that Joseph Joseph wept aloud. Forgiveness is an emotional thing for many of us because of the hurt, the emotional, the mental stress that it has taken on us, on our lives, on our families, on everything about us. But it is a choice that we all must make. Joseph chose to forgive his brothers and not hold their past sin against them. Now, if we were to take a survey or a poll in this room today, 
and ask the question, how many of you have been hurt by your family members? How many of you have been hurt so deeply that you have found it hard to forgive because the hurt was so great? I would say there would be a great, great percentage of people in this room that would raise their hand, definitely over 50%. But Joseph chose to forgive his brothers. He chose not to hold this, their sin against him. Not, he chose not to look at the past and all the things that he had gone through since they had done what he had, they had done to him. Now, some of you in this room are saying, man, he's a bigger man than I am because there is no way that I am going to forgive those people that have hurt me the way that they have. You're saying, he, you just don't understand and all, all that I've gone through with this person or with these people that say that they love me, that say that they were my friend, to say that they were my, my co-worker, that they had my back. It wasn't easy for Joseph to forgive, but he still chose to forgive them and not hold their sins of the past against them. You say, how in the world was it possible? It was, it was possible, and Joseph was able to forgive his brothers because he saw the big picture of God's plan that allowed him to be in the position that he was in at that present moment. You see, there are times that we have to go through difficult circumstances for God to grow us and to mature us and to get us into a place and a position in which he is going to use us in ways that are much bigger than what we would even imagine in our own life. You are the person that you are. You are the strong person that you are because of the difficult things that you have gone through in your life. God takes trials in our life to mature us in our faith. God takes trials in our life to draw us to Him, to help us understand how great His love is for us, even if we don't feel that love from those that are closest to us. But Joseph saw the big picture. You know, when he was in that hole, when he was in the prison, when he had felt forgotten, by the cupbearer, Joseph held on to his trust in God, that God had a plan. But even Joseph, if he were here today physically, would probably say, you know, there's no way I could have imagined that I would be in the situation and the position that I am in today because of what I've gone through. But sometimes that's the way God works. He chose to forgive them. You see, Joseph's brothers, they had come to Egypt to get and find food for their family, but they found so much more. They received so much more than what they came looking for. They came for physical food, and what they received was forgiveness from a brother that they thought was dead. From a brother that 
that they had done some of the worst things that a human could do to a sibling. All because they were jealous, there was hatred. They thought their brother was probably a a brat at times. And all that, he boasted too much about that colorful robe that his father had given him. But they came to Egypt to find food. But they left with so much more. Can those in our life say the same thing? You see, because Joseph's actions toward his brothers, his actions of forgiveness is a great example for all of us to follow. We choose to forgive because Christ has forgiven us so much. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. We're to forgive others just as Christ has forgiven us. And understand this, choosing, when we choose to forgive, it is not just for those that we are forgiving. It is not just releasing them from the bondage in which, and the weight of the sin that they carry, but it's also freeing to us because when we forgive, we release it. We do understand, right? You understand that when we forgive, there's this saying that I've heard in movies, and I've, heard, I've even heard folks say this, I forgive you, but I won't forget. That sounds great, and maybe that makes us feel well, but that's not biblical forgiveness. Because when Christ forgave us of our sins and He died on the cross, He forgave us. He forgot about it. Our sins are no more. The Bible says that that He remembers our sins no more. Forgiveness is releasing someone, forgiving someone for what they've done. And not only releasing them, but releasing yourself. Releasing yourself to be able to continue to walk the path that God has called you to walk. Is it easy? Absolutely not. But it is possible. And it is something that we all must come to the point. It reminds me of the story of the pastor who had helped out one of his members of the church who was going through a really rough time and he had led him he had loaned him eight thousand dollars to get out of this hole that he was in. And week after week went by and there was no thank you, there was no hey I'm gonna give you this money back. Here's a little bit this week I'll next week I'll pay you a little bit more. And every time the pastor got up to preach he saw that guy, there was these emotions of of anger, these emotions of of bitterness toward this guy. Because in the pastor's eyes, he thought, he's not even come to say, hey, I'm not going to be able to to repay you this loan, this debt that I owe you. You know, I I just don't have the means to. 
And week after week it happened. And week after week as the pastor stood up, every time he saw this guy, the same thoughts kept going through his mind. As a pastor. And there was one Sunday this, this man came up to, to the pastor and he said these words. He said, he said, Pastor, he said, I really appreciate you helping me out and getting me out of the bind. But he said, I just want to be honest with you. And I'll, I don't see any way that I'm going to be able to repay you anytime soon. Maybe not ever. And so the pastor had an immediate decision to make. And the pastor chose to forgive that man of his debt. And in that moment, that pastor not only freed that man from from that bondage of debt, but he freed himself from those emotions of anger and bitterness toward him. Because when he forgave him, he released it to God. Forgiveness is a choice. Just like love is a choice that we make each and every day. Joseph chose to forgive his brothers. He didn't have to. They didn't deserve it. But he chose to forgive. As we continue reading on, we see this, we come to the second point, and it's this that Joseph's forgiveness of his brothers was the beginning of reconciling their relationship. Let's read on. Let's pick up in verse 8. So it was not you who sent me, but God. He who made he, he has made me father to Pharaoh, the lord of his house, and ruler of all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of Egypt. Come down to me, do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, and you and your children, and your children's children, and your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. There I will provide for you. For there are yet five years of famine to come so that you and your household and all that you have do not come into poverty. And now your eyes see, and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see, that it is my mouth that speaks to you. You must tell my father all the honor, all, about all my honor in Egypt. And of all that you've seen, hurry and bring the father down. Then he fell upon his brother Benjamin's neck, and he wept. And Benjamin wept. And he kissed all of his brothers and wept upon them. And that, after that, the brothers talked with him. You see, after Joseph reveals himself to his brothers and he forgives him, he tells his brothers, he says, go back to our father and let him know that all this grief that he has carried all these years thinking that I was dead and all is, is for nothing. And I'll let him know that I am alive. Not only am I alive, but I'm in a position to help them, to help all of our family, and I'll survive these next five years of famine. So that you don't have to keep coming back and forth to Egypt for food. He says, give him the news that I'm still alive. And they embrace each other and they start to rebuild their relationship as brothers and family. The word reconcile means to be made right again. 
and reconciliation, the restoration of a relationship and peace being out between alienated or opposing parties. In 2 Corinthians 5, we see this beautiful picture for ourselves. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we read these words. It says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, is, that is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting our sins or their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for God, for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be no sin or who knew no sin, that he might become, that we might become the righteousness of God. You see, in Joseph's act of forgiveness, it was the beginning of a new day. It was the beginning of a new day for their family. Because... Joseph's choice to forgive his brothers opened the door for a relationship that was fractured and broken for two decades to start healing all over again. And that's exactly what happened with Christ on the cross. That fractured and broken relationship that existed between man and God. Because of the fall in the garden. Because of the decisions of Adam and Eve. We have the opportunity to be reconciled to God because of Jesus. You see, we as followers of Jesus can be reconciled to God when Jesus died on the cross. But here's the thing. Just knowing that doesn't, reconcile, doesn't begin the position of reconciliation. Jesus' death paved a way so that we could be reconciled from God to God. But it, we have to make a choice to receive God's gift of forgiveness. You see, when we choose to forgive, it shows others a beautiful, accurate picture of God's love for us. Romans 5.8, the Apostle Paul says that, for, that God showed his love for us in this, that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died. For us. Forgiveness is a powerful thing. Forgiveness is a beautiful thing. And the great thing about forgiveness, and we, we see this in verses 16 through 20, is that Joseph's act of forgiveness, our act of forgiveness, can make an impact on more than just those that we forgive. Joseph's act of forgiveness made an impact on more than just his 
immediate family. It made its way all the way to the top. Verse 16. When the report was heard in Pharaoh's house, Joseph's brothers have come. It pleased Pharaoh and his servants. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, do this. Load your beasts and go back to the land of Canaan. And take your father and your households and come to me. And I will give you the best land in Egypt. And you shall eat the fat of the land. And you, Joseph, are commanded to say, Do this, take the wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. Have no concern for the goods, for your goods, and for the best of the land of Egypt is yours. Joseph's actions reached Pharaoh himself, and Pharaoh wanted to be a part of this, this plan of reconciliation that God had started through Joseph's act of forgiveness. He wanted to be a part of God's plan here of helping this reconciliation uh, take place. He told Joseph, he said, he said, tell your brothers to go get your dad. Bring them back to Egypt. And no, there's no reason that y'all should be separated anymore. Because I want you guys to be together. And here's the thing. Not only am I going to provide the goods for the trip back to Canaan. But when they get back, I'm not going to give them just a parcel of land. I'm going to give them the best land that Egypt has to offer. And in our brokenness, and in our sin, God stepped up, and Jesus stepped down into our world. And he paved the way so that we can be reconciled to the one who created us, the one who knows us better than anyone else, including ourselves, And he gave his life for you and for me. And he knew the sins that were already in our life. He knew the sins that we would commit later. And he still chose to get on the cross. Why? Because God loves you more than anyone else in the world. More than your husband, more than your wife, more than your children, more than your mom and your dad. God loves you and he made a way. And he said, I'm going to send my son and he's going to live a sinless life before you. And he's going to teach you many things. And you're going to see many signs and wonders and miracles take place. And he's going to be falsely accused. And he's going to be arrested. And he's going to be beaten. And he's not going to say a word. And he's going to hang on a cross. And while he's up there, He's going to utter the words, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. 
so that there could be a way that we can be reconciled to our Heavenly Father. And not only enjoy the best life here on earth, but enjoy the best life forever. Pharaoh said, bring your family. And I'm going to give them the best land that Egypt has to offer. God is saying today, Bring your sins to the cross. And I'm going to give you the best that I have to offer. And he did that in his son Jesus. As we get ready to move into a time of communion, another thing that we see about Joseph Joseph's forgiveness of his brothers, we see a beautiful picture of the grace of God that began on Calvary. I said that I would die thought I could, but there I was denying him. I never thought I would. I failed the Lord. I let him down after all he's done for me. And now he's walking up a hill, a hill called Was it meant for me, Calvary, Calvary? Is that my cross he's taking to Calvary? He found me in my sin and told me, go and sin no more.
you bow your heads with me this morning? I want to give you just a few moments just to prepare your hearts for communion. What an opportunity we have today. I can't help but think about so many similarities as we've gone through this study and as Heath has even preached this morning between Joseph and Jesus. Joseph was poorly mistreated and left for dead and yet he gave forgiveness and Jesus likewise was mistreated. They thought he was dead. Much like the brothers thought Joseph was dead, and yet they were sorely mistaken. Much like many people thought Jesus was dead, but they were sorely mistaken. And it's interesting that Joseph, uh, though they thought he was dead, became their provision for life. In the same way that Jesus, though many thought he was dead, is our provision for life as we celebrate next week. One of the key verses that struck me this morning as Heath was preaching was from Genesis 45, 7. It says that God sent Joseph to preserve a remnant. Do you realize today that if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, God sent Jesus to preserve a remnant? And those of us who have confessed our sins and asked Jesus to take control of our lives are that remnant that hopefully will be the ones, even if he should return, will be the ones that will be caught up in the air that will be in eternity with him, those that have said yes to Jesus. Along that dusty trail that Jesus took, he eventually wound up sitting down that night and having dinner with his disciples, knowing that he was going to be giving his life. And he had that cup of wine and that bread and He took that cup and that piece of bread and he said, take and eat and do this in remembrance of me. I'm going to read this passage from Matthew chapter 26, following up with this after taking, he says, take and eat and this is my body. He goes on to say, all of you, for this is my blood that establishes the covenant. Drink this in remembrance of me, for it has shed for many forgivenesses of all sin. This morning we celebrate the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus on the cross. And maybe you find yourself here this morning thinking, wow, I'm so unworthy that he would pay that sacrifice for me. I feel that way too sometimes. But the reality is, it's a free gift, as Heath shared with us this morning, a free gift that we can accept this morning. Maybe you need that forgiveness of Jesus today. In just a minute, we're going to stand. And uh, this morning, we're not going to sing. We're just going to ask our wonderful instrumentalist to play. And maybe this morning, your response would be a response of thankfulness to the Lord. To say thank you, Lord, for that debt that you paid, much like that pastor forgave that Heath shared with us, that debt that Jesus paid that we could not pay. Maybe your response this morning is 
thankfulness. And right there in your seat, you just offer up a, up a prayer of thanksgiving to God. Maybe you want to come down front this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you've never said yes to Jesus. You're at the right place. This morning, you can start that life afresh and anew and just say, Lord, forgive me today. I need your forgiveness. And I, I, I take that free gift of salvation that you have for me. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, I pray that you'd have your way this morning as we respond to what your Holy Spirit has said to us through your word today. Lord, if there's anyone in this place today who would say they need that personal relationship with Jesus, they need that forgiveness, I pray that they would respond this morning. Lord, there are many of us in this place that need to say, thank you, Lord. You paid a debt you did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sin away. And the amazing grace of Jesus did that. And so maybe your response this morning, our response, Lord, needs to be just thank you, Lord. Would you have your way during this invitation? In your name we pray. Amen. Would you silently and reverently stand to your feet with me? If you want to continue in an attitude of prayer, if you need to talk to someone this morning, my friend Corey will be here and Heath will be here. And I'm here to pray with you. Maybe you'd like to put your roots down here at Crossroads. This is a great time just to respond and to let us know that. Uh, The front is open. The altar is open. Maybe you'd like to come have a prayer of thanksgiving to the Lord this morning. Say, thank you, Lord, for the cross and for saving me. You just respond as the Lord leads you today. We hope you've been challenged and inspired from today's message. You can find out more about the message you have heard today by visiting our website, hope at crossroads.org. If you live in the upstate South Carolina area and you're looking for a church home, we hope you'll come by and visit sometime. Details about our church and service times can also be found online. In addition, we want to invite you to check out some of the great items at our website that will help you, or you can give as a gift to a friend. Devotionals and other resources are all available at hope at crossroads.org. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you will tune in again next week.